0: Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with science advisor Matt Moniz. I think psychic medium Stephanie Burke will be along later on. We are here to talk about the paranormal as we are each and every Saturday night broadcasting live on WBSM and simulcasting on Midnight.fm. The Midnight FM network, which is where you can hear so much great programming all week long, including the Paranormal Comedy Hour, which just aired which features Riffinormal normal with Jeff and Gary and then strange cases with Jerry King and uh, you know monies we've we've often said that the paranormal world is rife for parody oh god <laughs> and uh, and both of those programs do a, a good job so if you're listening on WBSM right now you don't know what I'm talking about just go to midnight.fm that's the network that I created a few months ago during the, the height of the pandemic with a few friends and uh, and we have a whole bunch of programming there All week long, featuring a lot of your spooky South Coast favorites. And we simulcast this program on there so that people can listen to us, you know, wherever they are uh, around the world, which you can also do in the WBSM app, which you can also do on WBSM.com. So we'd like to be international. And I say that, it sounds obnoxious when I say that. Oh, we're international. But we love to talk to our paranormal friends from around the world. And uh, and that's something that we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about the world of the paranormal, because uh, I mentioned this briefly last week, and I didn't really have a chance to dive deep into it. And actually, I went a little bit past midnight, so I might have mentioned it after a lot of the audience went to sleep. But we have a brand new, paranormally-themed website for people to check out called ultimate unexplained.com it's the world of the paranormal and the world of true crime and some paranormal pop culture as well all combined into one website and uh, that's from the fine folks here at Townsquare media which run the wbsm.com site the fun 107 sites those are what i kind of oversee from my day job here uh and and We also have some national sites like Screen Crush and Pop Crush. Um, I'm sure, you know, being a rock fan, you've probably been to UltimaClassicRock.com, Loudwire.com. Of course. Those are all sites that are owned by our company. So we also, you know, I've been saying for years we need a paranormal site like this too. And all of our paranormal content that we write across our company has done so well that they said, you know what, maybe there is.
1: Yeah, there's marketing
0: Yeah, like yeah. L- let's try it. So we launched it officially, really last week, and uh, and now you know we've we've got a bunch of stories up there. Some of it local here from the south coast, uh, some of it you know from other places around the country. But you can go there and read about ghosts. You can go there and read about aliens and UFOs. You can go there and read about legends and lore. You can go there and read about cryptids. You can go there and read about true crime. And you can go there and read about, you know, some of the stuff with paranormal pop culture. So horror movies, paranormal TV. You know, we had an article yesterday about the upcoming Ghost Adventures special where they'll be uh, investigating at Joe Exotic's zoo. I don't know. Did did you get a chance to watch Tiger King on Netflix when it came out? No. So it, it's, it's I don't know if you're familiar with the premise Vaguely? of it. Vaguely? But it's, it, 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 you would love it, actually. Uh, but it's this, this just nut job of a guy who owns a a, a zoo where, where he has tigers and you know big cats. Okay. And uh, and supposedly uh, there were so I don't want to ruin Tiger King for you either, but well, I, I I know places that and people that
1: run things like that. I know that they're not easy to maintain and take care uh, of, and they're
0: not cheap. It's a completely different story, though, when you're Joe Exotic. <laughs> so it's okay. So it's, the guy's a character. He he is a character, and uh, also featured prominently in it is uh, the guy that used to run the big cat shows at King Richard's Fair for many years. Uh, he's okay. He's kind of one of the other kind of characters in this. Uh, but anyway, you, you know, with, with Tiger King, there were stories that there's a uh, some spot, a spot on a zoo where there's supposedly some bodies buried. And so they had brought in cadaver-sniffing dogs, and I guess the dogs did detect some remains or something, but they didn't really find anything. So, you know, Zach and the crew go there and investigate, and they, I guess they got some EVPs based on the press release that came out, and they had some stuff that happened. So uh, at the end of the month, there'll be a special episode of Ghost Adventures from joe exotic zoo which is now owned by other people but whatever i mean (laughs) when you're gonna have uh the ridiculousness of reality tv kind of all merging together why not you know it's 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 2020 i mean i you know i'm not crapping on ghost adventures but i think people in the audience know that i don't really watch it uh but even though
1: we've been on it
0: (laughs) right but I will probably tune in for that episode, just because it's going to be all kinds of insane. When you're combining, you know, Ghost Adventures with Tiger King, okay. that's not to be missed. I'll probably have a couple of my signature fall drinks during that, which is a uh, hot apple cider with caramel vodka. Hmm. But anyway. Uh, I, you mind if I come over for that episode? Uh, if you want to. If I'm, uh, you know what? What night of the week is that? I don't know i believe it's the 29th uh let me see what day of the week that is that's a thursday night i will actually be on the air okay so i probably won't watch it live uh the the that's the problem oh actually you know what i'm actually going to be that night i'll be in Middleboro doing a evening of ghost stories for the alley theater they actually have a patio out behind the the theater Yes. I'm and familiar with trying it. to raise, you know, trying to raise money for the school because they yeah. haven't been able to do any any productions. And so I'll be telling ghost stories on the patio uh, from six to eight. And that one's sold out, but they did open up the thirtieth as another night. Uh, and then I've got to fly back, you know, I gotta leave there by nine, so I can fly back and be home by nine thirty, so I can go on the air at ten. I think I don't know if it's that night or the night before, but my guest is gonna be John Bermuda Schwartz the dr- longtime drummer for Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. He has a new book out, uh, so I'm very excited to be talking with him. And uh, I think that same week I'm also talking with Tom Reed and, and okay. Judge Kevin Titus uh, we'll be talking about. Uh, but anyway, you know, we'll, we'll announce all that a little bit later Did on. Did you know that uh, Tom used to own a tiger? No, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> Good point. I mean, he was living the life in Miami, right? Yeah. He- so, you know. I'm sure a lot of people have tigers in Miami, right? Yeah. Well, he did. Uh, and, and what happened to it? Uh, he
1: wound up giving it to a um, person that owned some sort of sports team down there. Oh, okay. Be- I, I, mainly because he had to move out of uh, Miami at the time.
0: Well, so yeah, it's kind of hard to move with a regular cat, let yeah. alone with a tiger. Like, you know, when you go and you're, 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 unless you're buying a place, I mean, and then I guess you can bring the tiger with you, but if you're going to rent, I mean, I don't think that the homeowner's insurance, you know, covers the tiger. Like, do you have any pets? You're like, I have a cat. It's, it's kind of a big cat. Oh, you mean yeah. like a Maine Coon? No, no not, not a little <laughs> bit bigger than that. Well, I don't know if I feel comfortable you having a cat that big. Well, you know, he's, he's trained. He doesn't really, yeah. eat, you know, he doesn't eat anybody. What? It's only 400 pounds. (laughs) I mean, you know, if you've you've got hardwood floors, you're not letting anybody with a tiger rent. Anyway, so that's, you know, just an example of some of the stories that you'll find on Ultimate Unexplained. And and we're going to talk about some of the stuff that is on that site, not only because I want to get the audience to go to the site. And you can can go there and check it out, ultimateunexplained.com. You can also follow it on social media. You can find Ultimate Unexplained on Facebook. You can find Ultimate Unexplained on Instagram, and it's Alt Unexplained U L T Unexplained on Twitter, so you can follow it across social media. And we have some fun memes out there as well as uh, you know links to the stories and everything. But I want to get into the idea of something that we don't really talk about a lot here on the program, but has come up a lot on Midnight Society. That being a unified theory of the paranormal, uh, kind of a John Keel theory of everything. All the phenomena tied together. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. But before Stephanie gets here, uh, I want to talk about something that, you know, she probably wouldn't have much input on because she doesn't watch horror movies. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the state of horror right now. And, uh, you know, I was listening to Riff Normal on the way in, and they were talking about some of the, you know, the highest grossing horror films of all time. Yeah. And uh, and, and And Jeff quizzed Gary, do you know what the highest grossing horror film was all, of all time is? It came out in 2017. 2017? Annabelle? Uh, no. you're you, Not a bad guess, but when I say it, you'll be like, oh, right, that makes sense. You want to take another crack at it? Oh, I'll, nah. give, I'll give you a hint. It was the first of a two-parter. Oh. So then the sequel came out, I think, two years later in, in 2019.
1: Mm not, uh, probably when you say it, yeah.
0: Uh Stephen King's It. Oh. Okay. So but it, <laughs> yeah, I just You were close I, I, I'm, I was going back. You were yeah. close with the Annabelle. It was the um Annabelle I
1: yeah, all right.
0: It, it was the uh the, the 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 precursor to it was uh the, the highest grossing it, film before it was the conjuring, Drink. the first yeah. conjuring movie. Yeah.
1: Which That's why I figured it's like yeah. It was, I consider it more of a remake type of thing, but yeah, I guess. Well, you.
0: I mean, you know, people expected it to be a big movie, but I think The Conjuring kind of came out of nowhere, yeah. in terms of being a, a smash hit like that. But you know, that being said, a lot of people think we're in a renaissance of horror these days, and uh, and I, I would say that that's kind of the case. So I would say that over the last, you know, five or six years. Especially, or even you know what? We'll even go back to, I think it was 2014 when The Conjuring came out. So let's go back to that and say that we're kind of in a renaissance of this now because we're seeing a lot more horror right. involved in stuff. Uh, so today, grind
1: I, films are also making a comeback. What was that? Grind films? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, but the 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 idea of horror being a storytelling device, right? Yeah. For bigger mainstream stuff, is you know relatively. It it, it it happens in waves, and it's something that hasn't really happened in a lot. But like now, we have a lot of horror themed TV shows on, you know, regular broadcast networks. Uh, there was that show Evil on CV- CBS. I don't know if that's still around. I don't
1: watch regular TV. So. But uh, you know, I'm just saying, like there's TV, there's a
0: lot of stuff that has been coming out, and so I spent today binge watching the the Haunting of Bly Manor. Okay. And I'll tell you, not as good as the Haunting of Hill House. Which, uh, you know, that was... Based on a video game? uh, No, based on the... Well, that was based on the Shirley Jackson novel, The Haunting of Hill House. And then this is based on another book. Uh, But it's, you know, kind of, I guess, the same universe. They had some of the same actors playing different roles. But, it it, you know, it was a huge success, The Haunting of Hill House, for, for Netflix. And this sequel... Well, season two, I guess we'll call it, even though it's a different story. But this season... Of it was well, you know highly anticipated, I would say that it was not as good. So anybody that wants to call up and argue that, f- feel free to do so. But I I just found that it was a letdown compared to the quality of of the Haunting of Hill House. But between that, uh, you know, Stranger Things being popular, uh, which that, that's a good series, and it has some some sci fi elements too, but it has a lot mm. of horror elements yeah. as well. Uh, now we have. You know, standalone horror um, apps. You know, streaming services. So, I mean, I watch a lot of Shutter. Uh, you know, I, I I think that it's you know when I'm looking for something to watch, just turn on the Shutter app. There's going to be some sort of a horror movie. Or what I like even better than the movies are the horror documentaries that are on it. And uh, there was a there I I've, I think it's called Into the Darkness. It was a four-hour documentary about '80s horror films. Wow! Like that's something you should watch. Because that's something i would find interesting it's, yeah. it's covering all the stuff that you watched as a as a kid and as a teenager you know all those movies phantasm reanimator uh, yes uh you know and then of course the you know friday the 13th and yeah but they get into some really um obscure things that you know you, you even so even some of the things that they talk about you might be like oh i totally forgot about that <laughs> or what you might see is uh you might see because they they would do this this thing on that special where when they're going to zero in on a certain movie from a certain year, they have kind of like the movie posters for all the different movies on the screen, and the camera kind of moves around it and then focuses in on the one they're going to talk about. But then you see all these other other yeah. ones that you totally forgot about that they're they're not going to spend time in the documentary talking about. But you're like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Uh, and and you know they they focus on some some pretty obscure ones anyway. Uh, I don't know if you remember the, and this is one that I remember being one of the first horror movies that my, my parents said on a, you know, afternoon evening, like, okay, let's pop this in the VCR and let the whole family watch it. That was uh Wes Craven's deadly friend. It's, uh, it has to do with a robot, a robot that I think becomes self-aware and kills people. It had Anne Ramsey in it who uh is the the mom from throw mama from the train yep, and yep, from the yep, goonies. Yep. So that I mean that's just yeah. That's an obscure horror movie even if you're a Wes Craven fan. And uh and then I remember too we were so cuz Poltergeist was kind of one of the first horror movies I was allowed to watch. I remember being like in first grade watching uh Poltergeist if not younger than that. And there was when poltergeist 2 came out you know highly anticipated in my house to, to be able to watch that and we rented it from stop and shop <laughs> i don't remember if we had our own vcr in those days uh or if we had rented the vcr too, because there was a time when we didn't have a vcr and on weekends my dad would say all right, if you guys are good all week long and don't give your mom any trouble and you know, do your homework yeah. and all that stuff, then on Saturday we'll rent a VCR and some movies. And so I don't know how much it cost to rent the VCR, but the movies were like 99 cents. And we would, because my dad worked in Brockton, and my sisters went to dancing school in Brockton. So while my sisters were at dancing school, we would go over to the, to the supermarket and rent the VCR and the movies. So, because my sisters were in dancing school at the time, I got to usually be the one to pick out the movies. Ah. So I thought that was, you know, quite the sweet setup. I didn't have to worry about getting Savannah Smiles or Pollyanna or any of those <laughs> movies that I didn't want to watch. I got to get like Little Shop of Horrors, Gremlins, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, things like that. And so, very highly anticipated when Poltergeist Two came out that. It was, I think the new movies were released on Tuesdays. And so we actually went on Tuesday night to get that right away. And coming home and watching it as it was getting dark, uh, you know, I would say, I don't even remember what time of year it was, but whenever we had started the movie, it was dark out by the time that it was over. And I was thoroughly freaked out. (laughs) Because how can you not be by Reverend Henry Kane? But that was very much the you know the 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 horror highlight of my life I just remember being so jacked up to watch that and I, and I loved it I still think it's it's a great movie today I think it's a very worthy sequel yeah to it, the first one it,
1: I just watched it the other night
0: part three not so much oh God and I don't even I can't even blame that on the on the death of Heather O'Rourke during the no. during the filming or, or the the loss of Julian Beck beforehand I just think that it was just a bad movie it it Almost sounded to me like it was not supposed to be yeah, a Poltergeist movie, and they're just like, well, let's run the script, even though I haven't seen anything that says that that's the case. Uh, but I feel the same way with that about The Conjuring, and I've said that before, where it seems like they had a horror script kicking around Hollywood, and then also had this true story of the Harrisville farmhouse and the Perrin family, and said, "Yeah, let's kind of just merge the two.
1: Make so, something out yeah. of like this.
0: Let's not worry so much about the true story, and let's kind of just, you know, yeah. do the whole based on a true story idea. So the the other part of it is that uh these you know, you know the, the the new wave of horror movies I think has been heavily influenced by well first of all Jordan Peele. Uh and I know that you don't watch a lot of television but uh, I don't know if you've seen some of the the films that he's had in the last few years with uh, Get Out and Us. Have you had a chance to see those? No. So those they're horror films first and foremost. But they're also like social commentary horror, and you know, good horror kind of is social commentary at the same time. You know, the 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 the
1: Halloween that comes to mind.
0: But like the slasher films, you yeah. know, a lot of those are just good, driving kind of fun too. Uh, but you know, some of the 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 some of the more conceptualized horror is also social commentary. You know, people look back at the Sixth Sense and they say okay it's a creepy horror movie but at the same time is it also about how you know that we could just because everybody makes the joke oh the you know the sixth sense is the worst thing in the world because the guy gets up every day and goes to work and doesn't realize that he's dead like if you're dead you're not going to go to work oh by the way spoiler alert (laughs) if you haven't seen a 20 year old movie uh bruce willis is dead in the sixth sense
1: see everybody's like oh you're gonna love the twist at the end i had it already pegged from the start so i'm waiting for this twist at the end it's like yeah he he but, was dead he, it was.
0: but there can be some some commentary in that regard of, of people saying like it's almost like saying like getting up and going through the motions of our lives is you might as well be dead because you know just getting up and working and doing all that stuff you know that there yeah, is some degree that the of that
1: they have this whole thing called what was there residual haunting
0: well, yeah, but, but I mean, he no, was. Uh,
1: I get what you're saying.
0: I mean, it, it, there's a lot of you know metaphor, good metaphors, in good right. horror, and, and I think we're starting to see some of that come back. And it's getting to the point where it's cerebral. So, and I'm not, I'm not a jump scares guy. Like, okay, they're fine. Like, I don't get mad if there's one in the movie. I just think it's cheap. Uh, and I think that it's, it's too much looking for that quick guttural reaction. I like the slow burn psychological horror. Jump,
1: jump scares have their purpose if that's what you're going for as being the medium to start with. You know you're there to be, you know, startled, right? You know, and you know, versus, uh, versus a true horror is something that gets you viscerally and it
0: it lingers in your right. brain afterwards. Right. Jump scares right. aren't going to linger in your brain no. afterwards. They get you in the moment, but they don't.
1: Yeah, it's going. There's a difference between you know. It's like going into the haunted house the, uh, the halloween haunted
0: house there's a difference between something scaring you and something frightening, frightening you. you and i think yeah. scaring you is over in a second and you can yeah. move on and and the good thing about you know both the haunting of hill house and the haunting of bly manor i think in the haunting of hill house there was one jump scare in the entire you know eight episode series and i think in the haunting of bly manor l- jump you know looking back i think there were two that i can recall and so that is you know very judicious use of the jump scare, and and that then it becomes more effective in that regard. Uh, but a lot of what we're seeing now has become that slow burn psychological. You know, like I, I think one of the the most influential horror movies of of the modern era was The Others because it had that you know that, love that that movie. twist to it.
1: I love that movie.
0: But it's also it's not about it's not even about being scary really. No. You know, and it's it's about the the, the the scariness of what happens if we're, you know, if we're forgotten, but still stuck living the same life. And so that's, that's what kind of appeals to me more about horror these days is the high concepts. And a lot of the horror that's out there does a good job of balancing both. Uh, there were some films that have come out over the last, you know, because you know, being stuck at home. I, I've been watching a lot of movies and I would say that it's almost a, a renaissance right now of what's been going on because there's always going to be the 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 slasher films. You know, there's always going to be the, the remakes of the 80s stuff. Like, that's not going to go anywhere. But there have been a number of them that have come out that were original or were... Uh, You know, new plays on old tropes. And uh, one that I haven't seen yet is Antebellum, but I've heard good things about that. Uh, There was a movie called The Rental, which was actually directed by uh, 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 Dave Franco, James Franco's brother. And and that movie, you know, it's it's typical.
1: The name sounds familiar.
0: It's 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 a group of you know millennials who rent a, a cabin, the cabin uh, yeah. like an Airbnb, yeah. And there's a stalker that's yeah. coming to kill them all. You know, very much.
1: There's very inter- yeah.
0: You know, it's the cabin yeah. in the woods type yep. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was you know it was interesting and it has some some different takes in it. Uh, I also enjoyed. There was a movie uh, that uh, Kevin Bacon was in uh, called You Should Have Left.
2: Hmm.
0: Typical, you know, exactly what you would expect. Move into a house. House is haunted. Ties into the, you know, the personal lives, all that kind of stuff. But it was just, it was well done. And, and it was creepy. And it was something that stuck with me afterwards. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's enough of these coming out. Uh, what was the other one? The Relic.
1: Well, there's a couple.
0: No, the new one, the relic, not relic. That one, yeah. that one was dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay. I think I saw that in the theater, the one from the nineties. Yeah, uh, but About this, the
1: creature, yeah, thing. some yeah. weird. Thing. Yeah,
0: who was in that? Was it uh, Mira Sorvino? Was she yeah. in that, uh, or was that, or was that a different one? I don't know. Gary's listening. Gary'll tell me. He's he's the the horror uh, encyclopedia. But the the new one of the relic uh, was very much a a female driven horror movie that isn't a last, you know, a final girl movie. Okay. Uh, And I, and I, if I remember right, I believe it was written and directed by a woman as well, but just excellent, excellent acting, a good story. uh, Definitely worth your time. There was also, uh, what was the other one that came? Oh, Midsummer. Have you seen that? No. That's a weird movie. And I, I don't know if it, it, in my mind, it doesn't qualify as horror it's just weird but in a lot of people consider that to be a horror film uh i just think that it's it's just strange
1: you know what uh the all these horror films have also started or spawned a lot of the horror spoofs
0: yeah you know you know Uh,
1: it's created its own little subgenre. those are
0: sense i mean those have those have kind of been around for a while but i think we're seeing more creativity put into right. those and so instead of them just being direct rip-offs of a movie right where you know you'd get a parody movie like a like a scary movie movies. yeah but <laughs> now you're getting ones that are a little bit more um kind of about the genre right than about mocking a specific title right or or you know a couple of different titles uh did did you, there was a movie that came out i don't know how old it is uh, but it was called Hell Baby. It, oh, okay. it was uh, it, Thomas Lennon and, and Ben Grant, who are the two two of the guys behind one of my favorite.
1: Very early 90s, late 80s?
0: Nope. It was uh, probably like within the last like six or seven years. Okay. That's and that's what I was thinking of. It's. Uh, 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 they play two priests that are live in New Orleans and are called to do an exorcism, but they're two of the guys behind one of my all time favorite comedy troops the state okay i'm sure you remember the state from the 90s they were on mtv yeah and uh they had uh you know um that guy louis i want to dip my balls in it. i don't know if i can say that on yeah. wbsm but so those guys uh the two two of the guys behind it they're actually if i believe if i if i have my stats correct the highest paid or highest grossing comedy writers in hollywood history because they wrote the night at the museum movies and uh, and some other movies that have just done phenomenal box office and so they're they're very highly sought after comedy guys and they made this little indie horror movie called hell baby that's just hysterical but uh some of the other you know the the the, the what's it like tucker and dale or evil i haven't seen that but uh, you know movies like that where it is a horror comedy very much in the in the mold of like you know the evil dead yeah yeah and you know but evil dead was also supposed to be scary i guess yeah i (laughs) would
1: the original you know evil dead evil dead 2 army of darkness well by the time we got yeah, to army, army of, of darkness, darkness it was just it was straight yeah. cheese yeah straight and cheese. i would
0: actually call that more of an action comedy than a horror comedy yeah yeah but uh it's it's and it's probably my favorite out of all of them but the they made a series of that i don't know if you ever got to see the series that yeah, was on stars that i got to see that was that, that was I think actually that, pretty good and it had some good horror elements in yeah. it as well uh but it was it was also very very funny oh yeah and i did hear I thought I heard that they're going to bring it back or they're going to have a I new Evil well. Dead but it's going to be like a next generation kind of thing. I don't know. I'll Ooh, I'll check it out.
1: I just uh you want early like 80s type of uh campy rip-off like type of uh you know movie uh similar to like scary movie. It was called The Stuff. Okay. Okay. It is basically like a ripoff of the Blob. It is a. Uh, uh, it's one of these things that you have to see it to understand it.
0: I, I, I told you that. Uh, I told you that Gary was gonna. Yep. Gonna correct me on this. Go ahead. So uh, I was wrong about Mira Sorvino. He says Mira Sorvino was in Mimic. Mimic. The yeah. relic was Penelope Ann Miller. They look nice. the monster in a museum. So that was that was actually the one that I saw I saw um, yeah, but I saw the relic. Has he
1: ever seen the stuff?
0: Yes, he just uh, he just messaged the stuff is about killer yogurt. yeah uh, so the the, uh, the movie the Relic, I saw that on a date, a first date with somebody that I met in an AOL chat room when I was in college
1: okay going back to AOL chat
0: <laughs> so how is that for a first date with somebody that you met online your first online it was the first person that I ever met from an AOL chat room okay uh, I want to so it must have been 97 nine, yeah 90 96 97
1: yeah they, that was pretty much the height back then
0: and well I so I didn't have a computer in my house
1: would did you do, go down to the, down the old uh, library?
0: No, but I mean, well, yeah. When I first started going to UMass Dartmouth, I would go down to the to yeah. the basement library. library. Yeah. But I didn't have a computer in my house until I went and got one from Rainbow Rentals because I was tired of only being able to use AOL or actually use the internet at, at school. So I went and got a, a, a Rainbow Rentals computer for like $45 a week. And I would go on AOL at night, when nobody else was awake, except my dad worked overnights, and yeah. he would call my mom every night, like on his lunch break,
1: and and it would
0: boot me off the AOL. Yeah. So yeah, it was a real pain. But I ended up, you know, I was in a, 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 a AOL chat room with other people that were from the area, and you know, we basically used to. It, it was funny because we we it was a lot of other people that I went to UMass with, and we would upload like our papers for each other to like peer review and so we thought that it was like super cool that we could send the paper to somebody and they could look it over and send it back but it was it was weird because you would have to wait for it to upload and then wait for it to download again you know sending it over email or whatever and, uh, and it was almost like, you know, I could have just driven to your house at this point and, <laughs> and had you look over it. But, you know, I, and so I ended up going on this date to, to see the movie and, you know, perfectly fine date. Picked pick the girl up, went and saw the movie, dropped her off at home. And I, I think we had one more date after that. But that's what happens when you go to see a crappy horror film yeah. for your, your first date. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend uh, doing that. Uh, we do have uh, a call here on the line. Let's see who's here. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello.
3: I heard you talking about horror comedies, and I love those shows. Yeah. And you were talking about um, Dale and Tucker. That is a hilarious show. You have to watch that. That is really good.
0: Yeah, Gary just said. Uh, in, in, Gary just sent me a text saying it's one of the funniest movies he's ever seen. So, oh
3: yeah, it is really good. And another one that's good along those lines too is Hatchet. Did you ever see that?
0: No, but you know, there was uh, friends of ours that were involved in that when that came out that were I think in the cast. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and I, I've never seen it, but I've I've always heard good things.
3: That's another one because, like Dale and Tucker, you know, it, it's not more like horror; horror. It's like a slasher type horror mm-hmm. comedy, but. The um, hatchet is actually like the creature that, you know, so there's a lot of good gore parts in it, really good. So, but there's also a lot of good comedy, too.
0: Well, and, and one of one of my favorite actors is in that, Tyler Labine. So,
3: it's, it, it's, I'll tell you, my son is the one who told me about it, and I wasn't too big on watching it, but I watched it, and oh my God, it is just hilarious.
0: I'll have to check you it know? out. I know it's on shutter, so I should mm-hmm. be able to watch it.
3: And the new remake of, uh, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. There's a series. I think it was on Styles. So that's very good too.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. That I saw. Yeah, so. It. I mean, it, uh, it. It. It got a little bit weird at certain times, mm. but you know, in the in the end, it was you know, it was a lot of fun. There was definitely a lot of Ash, which is all that I cared about.
3: Yeah, you know, that's what happened. I think you know, by the end, of the last season, I think they stopped stretching it out. You know, trying to come up with original storylines. The first two would look really good. You know. And there was another show I forgot what channel it was on, but it was like Stand Against Evil. It was almost a similar take on Ash uh, versus Evil Dead. It was called Stand Against Evil, and that was good. The first couple of it's just very like stupid comedy, but it was it was entertaining.
0: Well, I'll have to look for that as well. All right, have a good night. All right, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that's you know the more of the stuff that comes out, the better it is for for horror fans. Uh, there's also um. You know, more creativity, as I was saying before, in some of this stuff as well. And we're seeing, you know, all kinds of social commentary. Uh, there was a movie called The Hunt. I don't know if you got to see that. Very I, controversial before it came I, out.
1: I saw the advertisements for it.
0: So, the... <laughs> so, I remember everybody being up in arms here on this station, because our hosts are all conservatives. Uh, you know, mo for the most part i mean they 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 have conservative leanings and they are very much uh anti-whiny liberal so okay yeah that their words not mine and so the the when the movie the hunt was being advertised it was being advertised as a group of liberal people kidnap a bunch of trump supporters for lack of a better way of putting it, but they don't really get, you know, too, too into the weeds with that in the movie, but they, they kidnap a bunch of Trump supporters and, and they hunt them down and kill them. And so all of the conservatives were all up in arms about this movie, about, oh, my God, this is what they think of us, that they're going to put us on an island or or whatever and hunt us down and all this stuff. This is just despicable. This movie should never be released. They should be boycotting this movie. And if you actually watch the movie, they make not only do they make the right-wing people look stupid, they make the people that are hunting them look even stupider so
1: even stupider
0: right so it's it's okay that's that's what's great about it is that it's it's actually just it's just roasting everybody Ah. and so i you know as i was watching it, it it you know it has some good dramatic tension i wouldn't really call it horror but it has some good dramatic tension but it was also very very funny and as i was watching this i was like i can only imagine how many people were triggered by the idea of this film and then later on watched it and said uh, I recant everything that I said about this because this is this is pretty funny, so it's it's worth checking out if it you know if it pops on your, so your basically, cable channel.
1: It, it's more it, it had more to do with the marketing of it.
0: it it's
1: it, no, follow me through on this. They knew that they had something that would cause controversy
0: in the right. premise. I mean, and that's what drew the, the people in. And the check. trailers cut in a way right. where you don't realize that they're mocking the people. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, which is genius yeah. in in doing it. Genius marketing, yeah. Speaking of genius marketing and movies. Uh-oh. There was a trailer, I posted it on Facebook the other day. A trailer that came out was released this week for a new movie starring Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins. Uh, Walton Goggins, also one of my favorite actors. He was on The Shield and Justified. And Vice Principals, uh, one of those guys, you know him if you see him. Okay. Uh, Very high forehead, you know. Uh, Anyway, so, the movie's called Fat Man. I thought
1: I saw some advertisements for that. Uh, You know what? I'm
0: not going to tell you what it's about. I'm going to show you the trailer during the break, during the news break. And uh, and we're about 10 minutes away from the break. I will show you the trailer. And when you see it, there's a there's a moment where it's going to hit. and You're going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm in." So okay. uh, I will wait and I will show you that. No, don't anybody call in and and ruin it and tell Moni's what it's about. But if you haven't seen the trailer, check it out All right I've now. All
1: I've seen is the
0: uh,
1: Mel Gibson and the word "Fat Man" and yep. some basic posts. It is not. Uh, no,
0: I'll give you one little spoiler alert. It is not anything to do with Jake and the Fat Man. Okay, so it's not Damn. that. I know. Damn. I know you've been waiting for a Jake and the <laughs> fat man movie adap- adaptation, yeah uh but no uh there there's actually um there's a show called a p bio that has one of the guys from it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and on that show like he's he's very much into Jake and the fat man but okay <laughs> it's it's not that uh, but I will show you the trailer during the break. everybody else can go check it out uh themselves during the break as well, but the the, 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 the fun thing about it was it takes you by surprise and that's what I you know that's what I like about some of these these horror trailers now is things take you by surprise you know you think it's gonna be one thing going into it and then it turns out to be a completely different movie and that makes watching horror fun again the my biggest problem and it still is an issue with uh, with horror movies in general. Is you get a great three quarters of a movie, and then a crap ending all the time, like it's it's just like they can't give a satisfactory ending to a horror film, and it's not that hard to do.
1: Well, it all depends. Are they trying to make a uh, sequel? Give it, you know, give themselves the room for the sequel.
0: But even then, you know, there's still a matter of you know just kind of under delivering and dropping the ball. Like so, for example, the movie The Possession. Which was actually written by some people that we've had on the show before, Uh, and you know we we had the writers on this program talking about it. It was, it was lackluster at the end, for such a great build, and I've seen that happen with a lot of the you know the Blumhouse movies, even The Conjuring. I would say was probably kind of the same way. It's like, you have the great you know they're trying to give you that slow burn, slow build, and then they run out of time. And rush the ending. Yeah. And I just, I don't like that aspect of of some of these horror movies where I'm like, you know what, I'm already in for an hour and 45 minutes, just give me another 15 to tell the ending.
1: 15, 20, even another
0: 30. But that's, it's almost like there's a rule that, you know, horror movies have to be 90 minutes. Like you can't go over 90 minutes because then like some magic formula you know, causes people not to want to watch the entire movie. And I I think that's terrible. What was uh, the movie uh, um, uh, Color Out of Space based on the uh, Lovecraft story? They made a recent movie adaptation starring Nicolas Cage. And it it was pretty long, if I remember right. I think it was like two and a half hours long. But it didn't feel like it. It was was great. I mean, it was a fantastic movie. It it was weird. It was freaky. It kind of got under your skin. And you never sat there looking at your clock, uh, your watch, saying like, okay, when is this movie going to be over? Uh, Also another one that he was in recently, if you haven't seen it. I think he's getting like a a career renaissance here with horror films, just like Kevin Bacon kind of has too. (laughs) I think so has Nicolas Cage. He was in a movie called Mandy. And if you haven't seen it. Have not. How do I put this on the radio? Carefully. In a way that we can legally say it you like to sometimes um, chemically alter your reality
1: I have been known to in the past
0: that is something that you want to do when you're watching Mandy it is a freak out of a movie uh, all kinds of you know weird flashy colors and uh, it, it, it it's just it's just a bonkers movie okay it is I I, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to put it. It's about a guy whose wife is abducted and killed by a cult. And he gets revenge on them.
1: Got it. It's John Wick type of thing, but instead it, of a dog. It's like, if, it, yeah. it's,
0: it's like if John Wick was Ash. Got it. And Got it. it is. <laughs> it is very... Uh, it's a trippy movie anyway. So I could only imagine that if, you know, I, you know, as you know, I don't partake in those type of substances, but that was one movie as I was watching and I was like, maybe I should have gone down to the store in Wareham and gotten something for this one. Uh, because it was, it was definitely, uh, a, a mind twist of a movie. And you might not use the word twist normally in that sentence, but, uh, it is a mind twist of a movie and I I think you'll like it. And, and, it's no surprise that people are going as Nicholas Cage's character from that movie to horror conventions. Now the same way they show up dressed as ash. So I would, I would recommend that if, if, if nobody's seen it, you can watch that on shutter as well. Nancy was asking, uh, what is the name of that app? It's shutter S H U D D E R. Uh, I have it through my cell phone, uh, service. And I pay five bucks a month for it, and I probably watch that as much as I watch Netflix or Hulu or any of the other streaming services that I have. So, can you stream it through
1: your phone to your TV if you got like a? Yeah, if you if you can already link, if you can already send
0: stuff from your phone to your TV, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, And I and I know, you know, you can get it on a laptop. You can get it on all that kind of stuff. I don't know if the smart TVs can do it because I watch it through my Fire Stick, but.
1: There's ways around it. Yeah, I got it.
0: I mean, my TV has Hulu on it, you know, it has Netflix on it, but it won't ha- it won't run Disney Plus. You know, Disney Plus yeah. I have to watch through my fire stick. Uh so but you know, it's out there if people want to check it out. Not that I'm, you know, being paid to promote Shudder, but for horror fans, you wanna have you know good horror movies to watch. That's a good place to go. Also another place for great horror, Amazon Prime. Because they have a huge back catalog of all the older films, so you can watch, you know, Universal horror movies. You can watch Hammer films, Uh, and they have a lot of great horror documentaries as well. I watched one recently about horror hosts, which our friend Penny Dreadful was in, and that was really cool. Because they had, you know, we we've talked about horror hosts here on the program, yeah, and uh, but this it was great because you could actually see clips of of Zachary. You could see clips of Elvira. You could see clips of um Goularty, which was really cool because like I had never really seen a lot of Goularty stuff. I knew that that Ernie Anderson was Goularty, but I had never and I'd heard like he was like the Beatnik horror host, but I'd never actually seen the clips. And then seeing the clips, I was like, "Oh, this is this is awesome." So then I just started watching a bunch of Goularty stuff on YouTube. But you know who Ernie Anderson is. He was the voice of the ABC Movie of the Week all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like when we were younger. Like yep. you know, tonight on the ABC movie, movie of the of week, week, Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper combined for Poltergeist. That was Ernie. That was a, not an impression of him at all. No, but I know. But, yeah, I know. The voice. You know that, and 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 to see him play this like beatnik horror host, and then to see what he was doing. In his day job showing up, you know, in a shirt and tie and a suit and being this, you know, straight-laced guy, it's, uh, it was very fascinating. Because people don't realize those horror hosts all usually had other jobs at the station. They were either the booth announcer or, you know, they had some other role uh, behind the scenes. And so, the, you know, normally you'd have the same guy that was playing the horror host on Saturday nights was the same guy that was the kid's host uh you know do, playing bozo the clown or whatever version yep. of that they had. Yep, yep, yep. We we had here uh in, in New England and and I think he was in Pittsburgh prior to coming here, we had somebody far more terrifying than Bozo the Clown. We had Bozo too. Yeah. But we got the Larry Harmon bozo that was piped in, I think, thing from Chicago. But we had locally the stuff of nightmares. With Willie Whistle. With
1: Willie Whistle. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Willie Whistle, the clown that when he we, talked was just a whistle, whistle because he actually held the whistle in his mouth and that's how he communicated with people. And imagine if a Raggedy Andy doll came to life and mated with Ronald McDonald and, and yeah, it like
1: was, he was all kinds of wrong.
0: And it was terrifying. But everybody says, you know, he's the nicest guy in the world. But you can find clips of Willie Whistle on YouTube. Just give it a watch and you'll see why, you know, TV 38 was a a questionable (laughs) choice for kids early in the morning. Although my favorite show, because I was a weird kid, my favorite show every week was on TV 38, Ask the Manager, where the general manager of the station and Meg Levine used to read viewer mail questions and the manager of the station would tell people how TV works. And that's how I learned about syndication packages and uh, why I can only see the movie on this channel and not on this channel and all kinds of stuff like that. Fascinating stuff for a media geek like myself broke down the fourth wall and look where it got me, you know? So thanks. Thanks to ask the manager. Uh, (laughs) They had. I remember they had a, a stuffed bird too on the set, and Dana Hersey and the Movie Loft, Dana and all those Hersey, great things. Oh God, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to take a break I here coming the movie up. Loft. I know it, it was it was so good, and, and Dana Hersey's still around. He does yeah. the Howie Carr voiceovers yep. here on WBSM. Uh, we're going to take a break when we come back on the other side. We're going to talk some about the uh, the theory of everything when it comes to the paranormal. How all of the phenomena could and probably should tie together. So back with more Spooky South Coast in just a bit.
3: Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, the Paranormal Radio app. Free in Google Play and the iOS App Store.
0: welcome back hour number two of spooky south coast Tim Weisberg here along with science advisor matt Moniz. you know I told I told psychic medium Stephanie Burke just take the night off she was uh stuck between she was doing her psychic mediumship work uh and was at an event for that and you know that's pretty draining on her so she probably would have just come in here and started falling asleep anyway because we were talking about horror movies and yeah, she doesn't she, like she doesn't want anything works. to do with those. She won't she doesn't want anything to do with horror movies or aliens. She doesn't want any, yeah, nothing to do with aliens. You know, the the creepier stuff that we discuss, she gets a little weirded out. But yet she deals talk. with it yeah. if she has to. So, but and as I had mentioned earlier in the program, and if anybody still wants to call up and and talk about any horror, that's fine too. 508-996-0500 is the number, but I want to get into this idea. We 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 talked about it off the air. We've talked about it maybe a little bit on the air. Uh, and we've certainly discussed it a lot on my Midnight Society program. But the idea of there being a, you know, a unified theory of everything when it comes to the paranormal. that Let me explain for those who... Other,
1: not to be confused with the unified theory by Einstein. Right.
0: But it, it just a, is, a, is a buzzword, catch-all yeah. kind of term. But let me, let me explain to the audience of, you know, people that are listening that might not be paranormal investigators, uh, because we do have the, the regular WBSM listeners here. The idea of the paranormal, we're talking about not just ghosts, but also aliens, people that have UFO sightings, which there's been so many of them over the last few weeks here. <sighs> Uh, in fact somebody just texted me yesterday with a video uh, and
1: and I'd like to see it if I could boom it, at this it
0: was it was on snapchat so I don't have it anymore uh, but if they're listening they can email it to me Tim at spooky I don't know if you're familiar with snapchat I, I say I that know what it is I <laughs> say that as if you know uh, the, the the videos only stay there until you look at them and then they disappear and then the the most you can keep it is 24 hours so I don't okay. I don't know why that is but it's it just disappears. Yeah, really? I mean I know why I know yeah. why people use it yeah, but got it, got it. I don't know why like I couldn't save that video without it. So, you know, that person can send it back to me uh, and I'll share it with Moniz. Then
1: Yeah, I was going to say you're talking to a person whose email is still Netscape.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. But I also I also deal with people on a daily basis, you know, just working in media who still have AOL.com email addresses too. So, And I I wonder how many of them actually still try to access AOL besides it just being there. Because I I guess AOL Instant Messenger still works, which I don't know why people still find the need to use that. Uh, I actually have at home uh, the first generation iMac. Wow. I picked it up at a yard sale probably about maybe 10 years ago and i just i plugged it in when i got home and it works and it runs and i just put it down in my basement and what i wanted to do is i wanted to bring it in here to the station and plug it in in the conference room and just have all of the people that work here that are under 30 just go in there and try to use it (laughs) like just it i mean i've got the mouse for it you know it's got you know and and it's the iMac so it's the the monitors built into the tower and uh i think this one i think this one is like a bluish green like an aqua because they came in different colors yep and uh so i wanted to put it in there and then i also wanted to plug it into the phone line and see if the aol on it would actually work i have heard that you can still dial into america online uh, why does that not seem
1: like it shouldn't be possible
0: well cuz eventually they would just shut down the service if they're not if they're not utilizing it anymore but from from what i understand you can still dial in so anybody that knows That's, for sure wow. you can call in and, and tell me 508-996-0500 but now you can't sign up for AOL mm. but i think there were people that purchased
1: well, my Netscape is still mon- still run through AOL, believe it or not.
0: I mean, that's frightening. Yeah. But I <laughs> I think okay. if you I think if you have like those free hours disks, you could still run them. I don't I, I don't even remember if this iMac has a CD-ROM drive. It must, I would think.
1: Yeah. It would it
0: I mean, we're talking 2000 would have been the year that this came out. It would have
1: Barely just had one. I'm
0: sorry. No, not 2000. It would have been, because I was already out of college in 2000, so it would have been uh, 97, 97, 98, uh, probably. Because I remember when I was at UMass Dartmouth, that is when they opened the iMac lab, which was in the Group 3 building. Group 3, that was the, the English classes, right? That's the one that's like next to the auditorium, Group 3? Yes. So... They had the Mac lab you could use the library computer lab, which was all the pcs or you could use the Mac lab and I never used the Mac lab because I didn't have any idea how to use Mac, nor did I want to now I use a MacBook every day because you know that's the work computer but i I was kicking and screaming until two years ago but the I remember the 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 <laughs> The computer lab over there was always just a weird, weird place because you were
1: see aol.com.
0: Yeah, that's just weird. Stop, stop making AOL a thing. <laughs> but the anyway, I'm getting off topic. Sorry, but the you know that the 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 point is, I have this iMac and I'm going to bring it in sometime. We're gonna we're gonna utilize it and see if we can still do anything with it. Keep them. This was state of the art when it came out. I mean, everybody wanted to have one of these things, and I think I paid eight bucks for it or something, or ten bucks at a yard sale, and I bought it just because I have a collection of old video game systems and computers. Which who else does that? But I have hoarders. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> I have uh, I have Intellivision. I have ColecoVision. I have. I get
1: that, but those things are actually becoming collectibles. Oh okay? sure. Okay. So if you're dealing with, yeah, I I can I can understand
0: that. I have. Um, I also have uh, the original Texas Instruments. I think it was the TI ninety. Yep. The computer that had the little cartridges for yep. games, and I bought that at a yard sale.
1: You got to have a pong.
0: With I don't have a pong system, but I have the Magnavox Odyssey. Okay. Which, Same thing. Which which had pong on it or a version of pong. Yeah. Um, I. I don't know if... I I might have a standalone Pong system. I don't remember if I do, Uh, but I have... An old
1: Atari 2600?
0: I do. I have two Atari 2600s with a bunch of games, including E.T. I have... But the TI-90, when I bought it at the yard sale, it came with the binder of all the programming that the person who owned the computer was taking a class in so I have this huge binder with all the different programming you can do with the computer. And it, and it still will connect to the television. It just uses an RF switch. Okay. So yeah. you can still plug it in and utilize it. Um, let's see, what else do I have? I, oh, and it also had the peripheral so that you could have sound come out of it. Hmm. Uh, what else do I have? I have, um, well, I mean, the, one of the systems that I have that people always want, I have a TurboGrafx-16. Which had great games on it, like Bonk's Adventure and Splatterhouse. Uh, I have those games, um, you know. And I have all the Nintendo systems. Uh, I don't, I don't have anything past GameCube myself. But my son has like, well, I have a Wii, but my son has like the Wii U and the yeah. the Switch and all that stuff. I and we had the 3DS. We had uh, we had the little. The little card that you can hack the 3ds with and put any game you want on it for free. Because we used to just steal games off the internet. We were terrible. We're <laughs> software pirates. But um, and now I, you know, I have all the emulators and everything, so I don't have to actually play these systems. But I still will if I if I have the hankering to pull up the Super Nintendo, I'll I'll do that. Uh, but the the other system that I have that everybody always asks me when they come over if they can play, I have the Virtual Boy. Do you remember oh. Virtual Boy?
1: You're you're going back a ways.
0: I want to say this is probably like what, like 92, 93? Yeah. They came out with this this VR system. Yeah. Uh, Best but, way to describe it. But it was it was so simplistic. It was Did red you and also black. Have
1: the glove and all. That?
0: Never had a power glove. I actually would love to get a power glove. Uh, it probably wouldn't fit on my arm now, <laughs> but I would still love to get one. The the two peripherals that I was always missing for my Super Nintendo. And I could I know I could get them if I wanted to spend the money, but you know, I, I I keep hoping to find one at a yard sale or something. I want a power glove and I want Rob, the robot. Bond. Yep. And you know, they, they had one at Funko Land before it became GameStop. They had one up over the shelf that they wouldn't sell me. And they have them at there's a video game place in New Bedford. They have them there, but they're expensive. You could probably
1: find it on the stupid base plant yard sale
0: thing i just i want one cheap you know i want to just like open up a box at a flea market and there's a rob like i'll give you five bucks for this uh but anyway yeah so i have you know the the virtual boy which that was red and black so it induced you know seizures in people and it's it's a set of goggles Goggles, that you look into that has a little controller underneath it the little stand that it comes on i don't have the stand so i have to put it down on a table and bend over and look down into it. I keep looking at the stands on eBay, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. Eventually, I'll get one. Uh, but Why don't you make one with a 3D printer? Well, but now you could just take, you could probably just take a regular tripod and put an adapter on it. Probably. But, yeah. you know, I, I want to get the original one someday just so it's all original. And this, I bought it at a, at a yard sale from somebody that had it from a, a, a rental place, like a video rental place. So it's in that, remember when you would rent a, you know equipment from a yep. video place it comes in that really hard, hard case hard shell turtle case well yeah. like, even beyond that though it's like like bulletproof yeah and uh so it's in it's in that case but anyway you know getting back into the idea of <laughs> Can we keep the paranormal his- <laughs> it's one of those nights and by the way next week is going to be our annual bridgewater triangle investigation show so it will definitely be far more focused than tonight is but we were talking, you know, the, the theory of everything when it comes to the paranormal. So we, we're talking ghosts. We're talking UFOs and aliens, alien abductions. We're talking about cryptids, so Bigfoot and other mysterious creatures that people report seeing. Uh, you would also have to bring in legends and lore, things like puckwudgies, which are reported around here. Uh, you know, even fairy sightings. Uh, you know, anything that kind of falls under the realm of the folkloric and the, and the mythical.
1: Don't forget Bigfoot sightings. You know, plenty of those. Yep, with I, that,
0: yeah, and uh, and also some of the more fringy things that we would consider paranormal. Um, so you know, maybe psi phenomena, maybe ESP, mediumship, all that would all kind of come under uh, this same umbrella. So is it all interconnected? I mean, you've been doing this now for over thirty years. If I do my math right. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing it for a good 15 years now. Yep. And I would look back and say, out of everything that I've experienced, it makes sense for me to say that it's all coming from the same place. It's coming from the same source. Now, it's not... I'm not saying that it's all the same. I'm not saying Bigfoot's piloting a UFO. But the same origin of bigfoot is the same origin of a ghost i mean and i'll and i'll say bigfoot in the in the sense of if we think that it is a paranormal creature and not just a flesh and blood creature that we haven't yet discovered i don't know if i've if i've asked you i know that you think that there are physical traces of bigfoot but do you think well, that I know it's just there are physical right. traces but do you think that it is just a uh, physical creature or do you think that I, there is a I paranormal think, aspect to it
1: i think it's a physical creature with paranormal abilities or what seem to be paranormal abilities to people okay there is definitely a paranormal uh, element to it we do have documented cases witnesses like as in state troopers that have seen both a Bigfoot and a UFO in the same, you know, case and thing that they a couple of state troopers in what I believe it was Pennsylvania, West Virginia area, you know, chased a Bigfoot to a UFO and even involved shots fired. So there's official record of this kind of stuff. And there's also plenty of cases where people have encountered uh, Bigfoot and had other paranormal type of activities, you know telepathic things happening and other you know weird what you would call paranormal experiences with them so it's
0: so i mean so okay so if it has paranormal abilities we can keep it in the same um in the same conversation but if if you think that it's a you know flesh and blood thing we don't have to keep it and it's it's a lost creature we don't necessarily have to keep it in the same idea so you know maybe bigfoot has that paranormal bent to it but maybe we say you know the giant cats that are seen around here yeah those are probably not paranormal they're probably the fact that there are mountain lions here that we just don't know that are here well
1: mountain lions used to be here we right uh, new england actually used to have lions actual like savannah lions
0: so then we're saying you know
1: we're talking like ten thousand years ago
0: yeah, but I mean, I, I would think that mountain lions are probably here. Yeah, they were closer here. to that. So let's.
1: Oh yeah, like as far as the early 1900s. S- so let's were say much if somebody encounters
0: here. a mountain lion here, and because people encounter cougars here, and then same thing, and then people say, "Well, there's they don't exist here," you know,
1: yeah, my ass, they don't.
0: Right, <laughs> and, and I've seen enough like footage that people have captured. Yeah. Um, so. And, you know, but people used to say the same thing about rattlesnakes, and there's rattlesnakes here. Yes, in fact, they caught one in the parking lot of uh, F one, you know, up on the side of uh, what's it, uh, ninety five in Braintree. You know, the, up on the hill, yeah. there's that the
1: Blue Hills. It's, it's loaded. It's in it. the Blue Hills. I saw one where, in the laboratory I worked at in Wareham. It was in a. It was in the parking lot.
0: I saw one when I was in the Blue Hills. It came right across me. Well, not across me, but yeah. right across my path. Uh, now, they were imported to the Blue Hills from Western Massachusetts. They weren't here. They were here originally, and then we... Reintroduced them. Yeah, we, them. we basically um, eliminated them from the area. And they and then yep. they, they had to reintroduce them. But, so, but there are people that thought that those weren't around, and they are. So, you know, things like that, those are... You know, to me, those are real creatures, so they're not gonna they're not gonna count as paranormal. You can call them cryptids if you want.
1: Well, creatures reintroducing themselves into into the area. I mean, we're starting to get bear back here,
0: right? Well, we have the one bear that likes to go on vacation on the on Cape, the Cape. yeah. <laughs> and you know, goes over the bridge. Goes right swim over the across bridge. Across the canal, goes, goes over right the over bridge. the bridge. And uh, they there's uh, there's the 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 Uh, the bridge cam footage of him just kind of going over the bridge bridge. and back (laughs) and and nobody bothers him and he doesn't bother anybody else you know uh it'd be nice if he stuck around and contributed to the economy year-round instead of just you know coming in the summer with all the other tourists yep but whatever uh the but so okay so the things that are you know kind of you know there's giant snakes that have been reported seen around here i would say that that's probably not a paranormal phenomenon no <laughs> uh it's probably but then the dover demon that would be something i would consider paranormal
1: well, that in the thunderbirds
0: right yeah although i don't know if i would necessarily consider thunderbirds to be paranormal anymore because okay. i have changed I'm my mind a little bit the reports i know but yeah. i've changed my mind a little bit now that eagles have been reintroduced to the area And we see more of them out there, and I see one flying over, you know, the one that lives near your house, I always see them flying over the highway. Yeah. Uh, And so when I see those out there, I think to myself, if there was one of those in the 70s flying around, I could easily see somebody thinking that that is a you know, a Thunderbird. I'm not talking about the the long-standing reports of Thunderbirds. I'm talking about some of the more recent sightings. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, I think that those could have been misidentified eagles because if eagles were so rare around here, you know, you wouldn't have realized that what you were looking at was an eagle because we were always told around here that bald eagles were endangered and didn't live in New England.
1: No. Um, I'm happy to say that we do have them back i mean i got the one that hangs out at my house all the time
0: yeah i mean i see them everywhere now like i don't want to say they're almost as ubiquitous as the turkeys
1: no no the, the turkeys around here are ridiculous
0: but the and, and but that's another thing that's another animal that I came n- back i never saw a wild turkey until maybe 10 years ago
1: oh no 15 years at least not not for me
0: i mean for me it was i remember driving to my parents house in carver uh and i was going down charlotte furnace road to get to carver and as i'm driving down that road i saw turkeys crossing the road and i was like what the hell are those and i had to stop and look and realize like oh those are actual turkeys i've never seen a turkey in the wild before i'd seen them at like the 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 blue hills zoo or whatever but i'd never seen a turkey out in the street now they're everywhere now they're in my yard every morning yeah in fact uh the other day the turkeys now you know i live on a hill
1: yep small and, hill Yeah.
0: and and but the turkeys came up the hill and they were i don't know if they like flew up onto it or if they walked up the stairs or if they came up the grass side but they were in the corner near the stairs by my driveway and kind of just picking at the grass or whatever and I opened up the door and I let the dog come out onto the front, because I have a front porch yeah. now. And I let oh, the dog okay. come out. Yeah, the landlord put up a front porch during the pandemic. Yeah, Something boy. to do. So <laughs> we're out on the front porch and the dog sitting there like looking at the turkeys like, like, why did you bring me out here to see these? I see these all the time. Like, I don't care about these. So I was like, okay. like it's when, not a squirrel. When even the dog <laughs> thinks that, well, she's obsessed. There's a couple of rabbit nests. Ah, uh, and they're, like, kind of where she can get to. So I, I've had to, like, shorten her runner because she yeah, she had a rabbit in her mouth the other day. Yeah. So, and she's obsessed with it now. Like, she wants to go out there all the time and try to find them. I'm like, you're not a hunter. Stop it. But, you're a beagle. but well, the, not
1: a beagle. Basset hound. Basset hound. Yeah.
0: So the, 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 the turkeys are back. Uh, you know, the eagles are back. Like, there's a lot of animals that are probably coming back that I wouldn't put into the paranormal uh, range, But then there are, you know, things like, you know, the real Thunderbird sightings, uh, probably some of the, you know, the, some of the more, um, um, like the sea monster type creatures. Because not a lot of the sea monsters that we've had in New England are necessarily explainable by some of the things that we found later. You know, a giant squid wasn't coming a mile from the shore of right. Plymouth, you know? Right. So when you hear some of these, you know, when they when they spot seeing a leviathan out there, it probably wasn't a giant squid. Uh, but anyway, so you have some of the, the cryptid aspects, definitely a lot of these other, you know, things with the aliens. And, 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 you know, we've talked and we've thought about aliens before. Do you actually think that they're coming from other planets somewhere else and traveling across the solar system to come uh, traveling across the, the the universe to come here?
1: Yeah. There there are those there are those that come from other dimensions, other times. Yeah. Why why are we limited to the thought it, it can only be from other star systems? Yes, there are billions and billions of them out there. I think that's the least and, likely and, answer. I think I think that's the more common answer, but there it's not the sole answer.
0: I think that you know talking to Uh, I mean, let me just name drop here. Uh, You know, I was talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson the other week. Okay. And and he's talking about what it would take to have a biological being that can travel in that kind of, you know, travel that kind of distance. And to be there. And and, and he says it doesn't really make sense molecularly for these beings to be able to withstand what it would take to, to get here. Uh, okay. And in a way that Hold we on. wouldn't... They Time wouldn't, they wouldn't look the way that they do to us.
1: Well, that's that's a flawed argument from a flawed scientist. Uh, that You, uh, you know, know, we're that, never
0: going to get him on this program if you keep talking that way. <laughs> well,
1: that's basing your argument on what we know. They're not getting here on what we know. They're getting here on what they know. But when
0: they get here, <laughs> we're seeing them in a way that we know. So... But if we go somewhere
1: else, we're going to still see what we see. You uh, know? Is you wanna, uh, I don't know. How are we going to be any different? If we, that's what I'm talking about. You're making the assumption that they're limited by our knowledge they're not no
0: i think they'd be limited by the environment and by the physics here
1: well the same physics apply over there but if you're if you understand more of so it, if
0: the same physics apply there than apply here then how can right their biological but we entities only we only
1: here? know this much about our biology and our physics they have better knowledge and but
0: we know that our physical bodies wouldn't be able to travel okay. at the speed of light
1: this can be a whole nother show all unto itself. And it will be, we'll we'll, we'll do this at
0: some point. But I'm uh, anyway, anyway. Uh I'm just saying I'm pulling the idea of physical beings traveling from another planet. I'm okay. taking them out of the paranormal equation for this. Okay. Because if if they, you know, the same way that if 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 a Bigfoot actually did turn out to be a real you know, hominid creature that doesn't have any paranormal abilities at all, you know, if it's just a wild creature that we haven't discovered yet, we would have to take it out of the paranormal argument, too. Okay. I see where you're trying to And so by that same definition, aliens from another planet would have to be taken out of that, unless it was a paranormal means that they were using to travel here. Uh, which of course is is definitely on the table as a possibility, but you know, in terms of them just being physical beings from somewhere else, that wouldn't be somewhere else being another physical planet, that would not be paranormal. Okay. I mean, you would agree with that. Yeah. It's just it's not something that we understand, but it's no, not I, something I, we would put I, into the understand theory.
1: where you're trying to put things. Yes.
0: So then And I do think that whatever, you know, this paranormal force is, does manifest as those things, even if it's not those particular aliens. So, okay, let's just say the greys come from Planet X. The greys that come here from Planet X and interact with people might actually be real greys from the real Planet X. Or they could also be this paranormal phenomena manifesting itself as those grays from planet Your Earth.
1: typical archetypes that yeah. come through time. Yeah, I, old argument.
0: So if if all of this is coming from the same place, why is it that it has to be such a specialized thing? Are we absorbing this, for lack of a better term, paranormal energy are we going to absorb it in the way that it works best for us. You know, you are I would I would argue that you know you're kind of a generalist when it comes to paranormal stuff, but you're probably more heavily focused in ufology than in the other in the other things. Or you've you've had more experience yeah, and yeah. and and worked in that realm more.
1: Yes, it's more personal to me. Right. I, but it's I, also
0: I, where people are coming to you with stuff over the years, too. Yes, yes. So, you know, if this energy was going to reach out to you, that would be a way that it would reach out to you because that's kind of your main focus. Although, you know, you've done a lot of Bigfoot research more in the recent years than other stuff, too. So that's another way that it could come to you. But I still think, like, you know, let's just say for for lack... It all
1: goes back to what Maurice said to me all those years ago every step you take towards the unknown it takes two towards you and so it doesn't make a difference the topic any unknown
0: right but for you i think that's kind of it's it would be its main focus is like it's going to come to you as an alien okay just for lack of a better term and because my focus is more ghosts it's going to come to me more in the form of ghosts and if there's somebody who is a you know bigfoot is a transdimensional creature you know they're going to have more of those kind of transdimensional bigfoot type things uh so you know like a melba ketchum you know she she will have more of those type of experiences than these other things but one of the things that came up and we were talking about it i think last night on on midnight society is you've mentioned this you know that when people have ufo experiences when they even if they just have a sighting of a ufo other paranormal phenomena will happen around it
1: correct Or you start noticing other stuff.
0: And that will happen on the inverse, too, that if you have a a strong ghostly experience, you might start noticing other things as well. So it makes me start to think that there is a, a centralized source kind of spitting this stuff out. Do you think, then, that the real problem is people researching this topic, and I don't want to get into the you know, the politics of who's researching it and the work that they're doing and the way they're doing it. Let's just generalize it and say people that are looking into these, into the paranormal question uh, and just assume with that we're talking about people that are doing the right work the right way. Are they, are they missing the point by focusing on one area over the other?
1: It's like anything in science. Um, I work with a, bunch of people that are very brilliant in one specific area of science you know i'll give you an example you know genetic engineering they know they could tell you the genetic sequence of a bacteria from you know what 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 have you but you know can't figure out how to open a door that says push you know they're, they're very there's you can lose yourself in just one aspect Without looking at the whole, yes. So,
0: you. then if that is if, if that is the case, is there a way to pull back and generalize it beyond the easy thing of saying, you know, the, the ghost researcher should also right. look into Bigfoot, should right. also look at aliens. If you're going
1: to look into, uh, you know, much as you may or may not like it, you should be at least make yourself aware of all of the other topics and the basis, basics of them. You know, because you'll find commonalities in all of them. Are they all uh, Are they all tied together as part of the same thing? As your argument that you're trying to put forward, we don't have enough information to say yes or no.
0: So I don't know if you've had a chance yet to watch Hellier.
1: I I watched the first one. I haven't seen the second. Oh, you have one. to see the second one I because
0: haven't. it it will definitely bring in a lot of what we're talking about here. But also, you know, based on the conversations and the work that we've done over the years it'll also kind of really blow your mind about how it's pulling a lot of that stuff together too and also you know you'll hear my voice in it because they run a clip of spooky south coast so Mm -hmm. you should watch it just for that but anyway okay (laughs) the um the uh, so that i I mean i don't want to spoiler it for you But you know what? I will spoil it for you because it's been out for a while now. So in in their...
1: I know about the whole Indra Cole thing.
0: This goes even beyond that. Okay. So in their work and in their research, everything turns out to be tied into Pan.
1: As in the ancient pagan god.
0: The Greek god Pan, you know, like... Yeah. Remember that song from the film strip when we were kids? Pan, pan, Greek god Pan, one half goat, another half Half man. man. Um. So, but that's who it is tying into in their work. And so there's one centralized being kind of representing all of this. And to me, that almost has to be the case. Because... I can't wrap my head around there being multiple different phenomenas. Phenomenon? Phenomenas? Different types of da, phenomena. Da, 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 da. Uh, but I can't wrap my head around there being all these multiple differences that are all still unsolved. With all of the people that are looking into them in this modern era. And, and throughout history too, but Unless it's all coming from the same source or unless there is a disconnect, an intentional disconnect in our brain that doesn't allow us to experience those things at a top level. But that would be very specific in our um, evolution because why would you develop a blinder, for lack of a better term, that would keep you from interacting with ghosts and interacting with alien beings from another planet, if that's what they are.
1: Uh, I think we've been mentally conditioning ourselves not to over over the millennia. Well, uh, well, I not think so much I, naturally I, that,
0: that doesn't even have to I, be over millennia. That can be just within the ter- course of your own lifetime,
1: right? Or you know, here here's an example of it. You'll have uh, not to say this is good or bad you know religion will make you shape your mind in a particular mm-hmm. way about particular things dogma any way you want to put it all dogma is is a form of mental conditioning am i wrong
0: um i think it's more of a i don't know if i'd necessarily go as far as to call it mental conditioning
1: because well you're constantly taught and it's re- reinforced and reiterated yeah but it's
0: the- it, you i mean not, I just, not I think, so
1: much Pavlovian in it. Well, in some cases, yeah. You, you get the knee jerk reaction because this is what you're constantly having drilled
0: into you. Uh, but I just, I just feel like mental conditioning might be a little bit strong for you, something that you are, you know, ascribing to or subscribing to. Yeah.
1: Well, you're being led into it, usually starting from young. Know, but the point being is, it's telling you this.
0: It's it's definitely shaping. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it's telling telling you this. Whereas, in if you were naturally out into um, the wilds, living, you know, out in the wild, how would how would you view the world without any? You right, know, you the, could. I
0: mean, you could still have a firm what belief would, in
1: everything. Would be natural. Then, you, well, wouldn't it? At you that could point? still have
0: a firm belief in God in that way, but you wouldn't have. Not you if know, nobody
1: told you about God in the first
0: place. Uh, I think. I think. But I think people might have a natural tendency to believe in in a higher power that makes things. So, if you if.
1: All right, You get what I'm saying? You're raised by wolves. You, you know, a wolf isn't going to teach you about God. Uh, but it?
0: but you might. I think human beings might have a natural inclination to think that somebody created as opposed to understanding evolution, if that makes sense. So, relig- I mean, uh, I'm going to get myself into trouble here.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> but, why it's
0: like... But uh, religion came be- into being because people believed in the idea that somebody created all this stuff and then created the story around that. So... I, I,
1: you know, I, well, depending upon how far back you're going, and you know, yeah, you know.
0: I would. I mean, just my gut feeling is that it's more, it's more of an inclination for people to think, you know, who made this, as opposed to thinking, how did the, you know, all of the atoms of the universe combine to create made this land right. that I'm standing on, right? You know, like it was just,
1: it, it started off way back, you know, we'll call it loose association of natural things with but natural spirit to your
0: point you may develop a or you 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 know you may come into being having none of this experience you may come into being believing in a in a creator but you don't have all of the dogma associated with it you don't have all of the hierarchies of things and you know the different you don't know that on sundays you have to you know rest and all that kind of stuff but you you might still believe in a, a creator
1: or creators, tours
0: right yeah well and so if all of this stuff all of this paranormal stuff is coming from that source and and, and this is kind of going back to what i was saying before of are people hyper focused on the the modality that they're experiencing this as opposed to the source of where they're experiencing it. And can we tap into that source? I think that that is kind of the more important question than, you know, can we prove if there's a ghost, can we prove if there are aliens, you know, I don't think any of that matters. If you can get to proving that there is a, a main paranormal source, because then that makes everything else possible. Yeah. But, I mean, that's like saying to somebody, I want you to, you know, don't put together this 5,000-piece jigsaw puzzle one piece at a time. Just have the whole thing being in existence all at once. You know, how can you make the puzzle without interlocking each piece to build to the greater you can't just open the box up and say here's the puzzle it's all done although
1: if you start it from reverse already and
0: it could be a cheat to say but i don't have to put together the puzzle because look at the top of the box box. yeah here it is (laughs) i don't know how that relates to the paranormal at all But I just, you know, it just popped into my head. Uh, If anybody wants to call in with any thoughts on this, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500. Also, really quickly, I did mention that next week will be our live Bridgewater Triangle Investigation episode. And I put out the call on Facebook the other day for people to let us know if they want to take part. And I've already heard from a number of people that they do. And I just have to stress that this is not for people that are like, I think it'd be fun to go on a paranormal investigation. This is not what this is about. It can't be because it's dangerous. Uh, This has to be people that are already seasoned investigators. Yeah. People that understand where, you know, what the Bridgewater triangle is all about. They understand some of the places that they're going to be going to, and they have to be willing to play by the rules. You know, and I, I'll just say this, this has happened before where People have gone out during this program, during the live Bridgewater Triangle show. People have gone out and trespassed in places.
1: Yes. And and we've repeatedly told people not to do that.
0: Not only should you not trespass, you should only go to places where you have permission or that are public places, but you should go to the police Police department department. and let them know that you're going to be there and how long you're going to be there. Uh, But we've had people that have trespassed places. And then when the police showed up and said, what are you doing here? They'll say to the police, oh, we're here for Spooky South Coast on WBSM. But, you know, a little bit of a news flash for you. I have a list of everybody that's out there and where they are and if they've already been granted permission and already told the police and all that. So when you go and you tell the police that, the police are going to reach out to me and say... Hey, we've had somebody here saying that they're with you, and I will say no, they're not, not here on for my us. list. Yeah, so don't even bother trying. But the people who are, you know, legitimate investigators and who have done this before, you can email me, Tim at spooky If you're not on my Facebook, and we will be able to
1: register you.
0: Yeah, we'll put you into the. I started a private Facebook group as I do each year for all the people that are taking part. And then that's where we'll talk about who's going to go to what locations and if there's going to be an overall theme of what we're looking for uh, and also how the call will work because, you know, I will be dependent on the groups calling us because we don't have an extra pair of hands in here like we've had in the past. So you'll have to call us and we'll set that up for certain times in certain call-ins and uh, we'll we'll make it so that it works. But that'll be next Saturday night. I think the mosquitoes are probably, you know, yeah. Just, about, just done. about done. Yeah. Uh, although I've noticed the stink bugs are in my house like crazy now. The uh, the other thing too is we were fortunate this year that we didn't get as bad of a triple E or West Niles season as we had last year. Um,
1: still had a ton of ticks though,
0: and and that's still going to have to be a concern yeah. for people because those don't go away till no. it gets much colder.
1: They don't go away, period. But well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you,
0: you know, you're still going to encounter them. Yeah. Into November and December, when you're out walking around, so that'll still be part of it. And also, you know, it's 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 safety. That's the the key thing. The you know, we don't want anybody to go out and get hurt. We don't want anybody to go out and fall down or or or. And also, you know, we have to make sure that you're somewhere where you have a cell signal because otherwise, you can't call in. And that's kind of the whole point. So, uh, but that'll be next Saturday night. Email me Tim at spooky dot com if you want to take part. I know that, you know, saying that you have to be on Facebook is kind of limiting to people that aren't, but you have to be on Facebook because that's how we're going to talk about all this is in a Facebook group. So if you need to create an account just to do that and then delete it after the show, whatever. But sometimes I I hear that from people. Oh, you do everything through Facebook and I'm not on Facebook. Well, you know, in this case, we have to do it that way. All right. uh, We do have a call on the line here. I want to be able to get to it before we run out of time. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Oh.
3: Right
0: Good yes. evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello.
2: Yes. Hello. I, I'm, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, to daunt your your premises here, but um, you guys know holograms. You've heard of holograms. You know how they sort of work, right? Yes. It's lasers of the of the, the same wavelength. A number of them point to create an image which can be projected, right? Mm-hmm. You you know you've seen that in the movies. They even show them in the movies. How about all of these? Cases you see, and I believe the pilots, the airplane pilots, see they see a disc. So a pilot sees a disc, and so they swing over to investigate. And as they get to the disc, the the disc just flips up, sort of like, uh, sort of like that the the old show uh, at the mountain top where the where the aliens come down and come out and take away guys to go visit their planet. You know that that scene. Mm-hmm. Now, that's holograms. Yeah, Close Encounters. You could, you could put Close Encounters, a third kind. It's been so long, I can't even remember it. But, okay, you guys have seen those kind of holograms. I don't know if that's a hologram. But suppose suppose these reports you hear, confirmed by pilots, maybe one or two pilots, two pilots from different planes, see a disk flying along at some altitude, and um and then they say well let's let's go investigate so they dip the plane over they dip the plane or maybe two guys see it from different angles two pilots see it from mm-hmm. different angles and they dip the plane over and then as they get there the thing just goes up and vanishes it goes up and, and is off it couldn't that hatches a hologram that I, could be generated from the ground
0: i do think that some some, some, paranormal, paranormal, some yes. paranormal phenomena could be explained by holograms but bonies can speak to you know both yeah. ufo Polygrams cases
1: don't show up on radar
0: and and also you know in both ufo and bigfoot cases he can talk about coming back with trace evidence yeah so yeah. physical
1: things that i actually put in my analytical uh, equipment yeah
2: well, I don't know. But I I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm just so sorry. I always remain a skeptic because I don't. I just no, have never. No, Healthy I, I just have never. I mean, I would be. I would be. I would not like to Here's the trick to, but with not, the paranormal. Be to there is
1: no one catch-all. I
2: would be willing to believe if anybody had ever seen something that was really. Um, from another planet, I'd, I'd be very skeptical about that. I just don't think it's really Why? possible now. We're here. Well, because the mass of somebody traveling that fast would have to be so great because of Einstein's just special theory okay. of relativity. Yeah. Again, we're limiting right. ourselves to what we
1: know. Let's well,
0: not okay. fight about physics. We got three minutes left <laughs> yes. in this. Okay. Well, I don't mean to. I don't
2: mean to. you know. No, I'm, no, I'm talking to Moniz. Okay, guys. Well, I, I'm sorry, I can't explain it because I don't have a physics book in terms of explaining a hologram precisely, but. Those could well be holograms produced from the ground. A guy with it, a, a, and, a mirror and a holo, and, a, and a lasers in the back of it, and just flipping the laser up and down okay. to move the thing around.
1: Explain the ones in space where there are no air molecules to
2: put them on. But okay. Well, I don't know. I okay. don't know. I, I mean, mean, if you're talking about you know it, talking it, about Edgar Mitchell that, and uh, other I astronauts who reported, this thing, thing, yeah. yeah easily, but I I'll just don't know. It. I don't know. I think if you looked into it far enough, even with what we know, and I minimally know. I think you can explain that as ground generated or human generated. I just to what I, I don't end? be. I don't always wish to be a special To well, what uh,
0: end? I'll tell you what you know. We'll 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 try to bring some cases to the air here in the coming weeks okay. that will
2: right. you know enough. kind
0: of uh shoot not not shoot holes in that, but kind of explain to you why some of them uh, might not be the case.
2: Okay, very good. Thank right. you very much. Thank, Thank you for you the very call. Much. Yeah. Bye bye.
0: And uh, yeah, I mean we've only got about a minute left here, but some things could be a projection uh oh, yeah
1: there's project Bluebeam—that That is a deliberate uh well
0: i don't know if i believe in that either that's a that's a conspiracy well, I'm, theory I'm, it but,
1: may be a conspiracy i'm just using that as the example but the, the, there is definitely a, a government generated thing that this was used for the military there's also to create an, an illusion that there is more um tech technology or uh, equipment
0: there are also theories to, to their that adversary it is holographic, but holographic created by whatever this paranormal source is too. So it's not just necessarily a man-made hologram.
1: Oh, okay. I, so, I see where you're going.
0: Uh, but anyway, you know, we've only got about a minute left, so I don't, I don't want to go too deep down this road in the time that we have left. But uh, and I really didn't get to talk again about ultimateunexplained.com, but that's where <laughs> you can find these kind of articles and this kind of information. In fact, we have an article up there right now about you know we know where area 51 now is now we think we're pretty sure where is area 52 so that article is up at ultimate unexplained.com as well as some local legends and lore some local true crime cases and other stuff from across the country and around the world so check that out by going to ultimate unexplained.com and uh and we, we also have an app that you can download from your app store ultimate unexplained and On that app, you'll get all those great stories as well. And pretty soon we'll have uh, some buttons on there active so that you can send us your weird photos, videos, audio, all that stuff. Anything anomalous that you catch out there in the world, in the wild, you'll be able to send it in to us and we'll feature it on the site as well. That'll do it for tonight's show. We'll be back next week with our annual Bridgewater Triangle Investigation show. It's always a highlight each and every year. It's uh, A lot of people say it's their favorite episode. So until then, for Matt, for Stephanie, I'm Tim. Stay spooktacular.